Welcome to the Bible Geek Podcast. This is Jay Cruz, and we're on episode four, and entitled "The Days of Noah." We'll be right back. you guys had an amazing weekend i hope you guys are doing good and uh pray that god blesses you guys today we're going to be talking about a real good subject actually the subject is going to be on kind of like some of the end time stuff you know um because i when i speak to people or when i talk to people sometimes we get into these conversations right we get into these conversations on you know what do we think about what timeline are we in so I know I had this conversation with someone and they were like, hey, you know, I just want your opinion on something. And uh, they were asking, you know, do you think that we're close to the end? Do you think that it's the end times? What does the scripture say, right? What does what does the Bible say about about the times that we're living in? And, you know, just kind of just go ahead and start with that. So, yeah. So normally I just kind of just recommend that people just go to the Bible for it. But, you know, engaging in that conversation kind of just makes me think. And it makes me want to just go ahead and just kind of, you know, talk about those things. Because, I mean, it's on everybody's mind, right? Everybody's thinking about either the ending of the world. Unless you are a sleeper right now, you just think that, you know, there is no God. And just kind of life is, you know, it's just being normal. To be honest with you, for people who don't believe, I've had this conversation with many folks. And I, and I noticed that they really think that life is what it is. You know, it's just, they're just here, right? And and whatever right so they're kind of just thinking about how to make it in this world right they're trying to build their kingdoms in this world and so if you go to matthew right if you go to matthew chapter 24 uh, verses 37 through 39 um, it reads it says for as were the days of noah so will be the coming of the son of man so he's, he's stating right now so look there's going to be a time right and it's going to be like this time that happened in the past, right? It's going to be like the days of Noah. That is, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Uh, for as in those days before the flood, so before the flood happened, well, what were they doing? They were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. So he's saying there, there's going to come a time where you're going to see certain things happening, right? You're going to see people going about their business. Um, they're going to be doing a lot of sinful things, right? They're going to, you know, it doesn't stay to here, but I'll just go ahead and add some things that were going on in those days. You know, murder, rape, um, uh, marrying and giving in marriage means they were having fornication. They were just having all types of sex. Um, and then it's just kind of, they, they were caught off guard because all they were consumed with all these things, right? They were, these things had their minds busy. They were busy just doing simple acts and simple things, uh, just kind of enjoying their lives. And, you know, out of nowhere, the flood came and took them all away. And the interesting part about that as well is that uh, for 120, I don't know if it's 124 years, but it's 100 and something years, Noah was building that boat. And you just imagine just them just kind of ridiculing uh, Noah, right? Just kind of just, oh, you're crazy. There's there's not going to be a flood. You're out of your mind. Um, and he's just kind of building his boat, right? He got his message from the creator, right? So the creator of all things said, hey, I'm going to do this. So he got his information from, from a real good source that something was going to happen, right? So he's got the warning from a real good source that something was going to happen. 
And here you go, folks are just kind of like now. They're doing the same thing, you know. All these crazy Christians, man, they keep saying the world's going to end. And it's not going to end. We, we, you know, we, we're good. We're, we're having fun. We're enjoying ourselves. We're just kind of just, we're having all types of, of fun here. And just kind of, they're entertained. So the devil does something um, real good with folks who don't believe. Normally what we, we call people who don't believe, they're, they're basically sleepers. They're asleep. Um, and they need to be wakened up. And the only way you can awaken someone up is via the gospel. You can give somebody food today. You can even clothe them. Give them actual clothes. And you have fed them for the day and you've even clothed them for the day. And that's a good thing. But greater is that if we were to share the gospel, right? We share the gospel with people. Then we clothe them and we feed them for an eternity. And I don't see a lot of churches doing this. I see a lot of churches, you know, kind of giving these... um. These sermons, right? I call them cotton candy sermons. Um, but we see them giving these sermons, and these sermons don't sound anything like what the apostles or Jesus were preaching about. You know, it's like self-betterment, um, motivational speeches. A lot of these sermons are Christless. Um, it's like they're it's like they have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. You know, these preachers, and a lot of well, a lot of these preachers have both foot in the world and they're just trying to you know it's just kind of like um wolves in sheep's clothing so a lot of them are just actually doing it and they know what they're doing and they're deliberately trying to mislead people and then you got folks that don't know what they're doing and just kind of following along i mean and even if you go into like first peter right if you go to first peter chapter 3 verse 20 it says because they formerly did not obey when god's patience waited in the days of noah so god was being patient and just as he is now he's being patient a lot of people like to take god's love for weakness his patience for weakness and it's not that's his strength like he's strong he's so strong that he's so patient that he's so loving right and it says because they formerly did not obey when god's patience waited in the days of noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the waters. So only like a remnant, like a small remnant, made it through. All right, that tells you a lot. Now, I know that back in Noah's days, it wasn't like the whole world was populated. It wasn't. It was just a small area, a small section over there in the Middle East. You know, so when people say, oh, where are the, where are the bodies at from all these people that died throughout the world? There weren't a lot of people throughout the world. They, you're talking about the early days. You're talking about a time that's very early. So if creation had just begun uh, not too long ago and then Noah pops in the scene, then that means that maybe just the Middle East were the only people there. All right. There was no, no one else throughout the world. Then it says Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. It says, by faith, Noah being warned by God. So when God spoke to Noah, right, he immediately believed God. It says concerning events as yet unseen. Right. So he believed them. Look, look, something's going to happen in the future. Just trust me on it. And Noah believed. And you know how Noah believed? Because Noah started picking up that hammer and them nails and he started building a boat. Right. He didn't ask no question. He said, look, if you say it's going to happen, show me how to do this and I'll go ahead and build this boat and I'll do exactly what you want me to do. And it is done. And um, because he was obedient, he was saved. Think about it. Think about it. Like. Right now, you know, when before Jesus returns, and he will return, right? Think about it. If, if we must believe Jesus, and if we believe Jesus, if we believe God, we'll build our boat. We're going to build our boat. We're not going to go ahead and question uh, the creator. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and 
listen to what God is saying because God is saying that something is going to happen. And therefore, now what we're going to do is we're going to listen. We're going to build this boat. And people are going to go ahead and just call these Christians crazy and say, yo, you guys are out here building an ark. Yeah, the ending's not going to happen. No, the ending of the world's not going to happen. And it's funny because if you look at this world, it's becoming normal to people, right? It's becoming normal to people. Um, you know, the amount of killings, the amount of the amount of everything that just happens in this world is like they're numb to it, you know, and it's going to continue. It's going to continue because they're going to think that this is this is OK when God is saying that, hey, this is not OK. This is not something that's even right. All right. Uh, this is not right. This is not good. So why are you guys not listening to me? Um, so it says, and by faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen and reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So imagine that the righteousness that comes by faith. We Christians are daily looking for the return of the Messiah. Right. We're looking for Jesus return, the true Messiah, the one that made the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob known to the whole world because no one else has made Yahweh known to the whole world except Jesus. Right? Hence, you got Christians, right? You got a bunch of Christians that believe in the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament. And um, it's happening again. They're calling us crazy. No, this is just, this is this is the way it's going to be. We're okay and nothing's going to happen. And, and then they're going to just get caught by surprise. And then they'll be caught by surprise on the day of Jesus' return. So what I want to do is also I just got just want to just point out something here. And it's something that I probably should have pointed out before in the beginning. Right. Um, but I'll point it out right now because this will let you know exactly where this world is as far as um, their mindset. Right. Are they are they walking around? Are they seen clearly? Are they asleep? Are they awake? Are they blinded? But this is what the Bible says. It has basically happened to a lot of people in this world. And it says, <clears throat> it says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded them. So this, let's go back. <clears throat> so it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, in their case, the God of this world, that's the devil, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. All right, so it's letting you know that if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in God, you have been blinded. And who are those that are awake? Who are those that are not sleeping? Who are those that are not uh, who are not blinded by the enemy? Those who believe in Jesus. Like the Bible is clear. If you are a believer in Jesus, if you have put your faith in Jesus um, as Lord and God and Savior of your life, you then you have received the Holy Spirit and you are sealed for the day. Or till the day of redemption. I apologize. You are sealed to the day of redemption. Um, so this is not talking about you. This is talking about those who clearly reject Jesus Christ. Who clearly says there is no God. Who clearly uh, rejects Jesus as far as being Messiah. This is clearly talking about those who are not believers. They may know a little religion. They may be a part of a religion. They may be. Uh, following instructions of religion. They, they may be even doing good. They may be even doing way better than you do as far as doing unto others. But the word of God says it because clearly they don't believe. 
the gospel, which is the good news, right? God's good news. So if you ever wanted to identify somebody who um, is basically lost, then you will identify them by their by their belief. Do they believe in Jesus Christ? Do they believe that he is Lord? Do they believe he's the Messiah? Do they believe the good news of the gospel? You know, um, that's how you would determine uh, who's who. Interesting. I just want to go ahead and just kind of just jump over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, because it says, it says that, and even if our gospel is veiled, right? Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light. So, you know, I mean, um, it's interesting that Jesus also says in John chapter 8, verse 12, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So those who don't choose Jesus are walking in darkness. Yeah, I mean, so who are those that are saved? Who are those that are believers? Those who have come to a saving knowledge of Christ are basically considered believers. And this is interesting because I have these conversations with a lot of people. And man, it is wild how so many people uh, just don't believe. It's like I feel like we're getting further and further away from we're getting further and further away from people uh choosing jesus christ right choosing god over the devil because basically there's only two choices right in this world you only have two choices you're either going to follow the devil or you're going to follow jesus christ you're either going to follow one or the other um there is no in between <clears throat> it may seem like there's in between and me it may seem like oh well none of those two exist um and i'm just following myself my own lead you aren't seeing uh clearly and, you know, you probably don't even care. You probably are just like content with everything that's going on in, in this world. Um, but the reality is, is that um, the scriptures talk about uh, folks who are going to be caught by surprise and who are going to be those that would get caught by surprise. Those who are not accepting the light of the world, Jesus Christ, those who are in darkness. Right. Because if you're in darkness, you can't see. But when you're in the light, you can see clearly. You know, and you can kind of see the attitude in a lot of these people. All right. And I think that Revelations chapter three, verse 17, I believe, um, basically sums it up like how a lot of people are, are seeing in these days. Right. So it's saying, it says in, in Revelations chapter three, verse 17, it says, for you say, I am rich. I have prospered and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind and naked. So it's saying, hey, you don't even know that you're in deep need. You don't need, you know, it's like it's a person that that just basically uh, just just has no clue uh, how bad uh, they're doing. Right. They have no clue how bad they're doing. And here is God saying, hey, you guys, you guys need help. And the folks are like, no, we don't need help. You know why we don't need help? Because we got entertainment. We've got money we've got sex we've got drinks we got drugs we have all these things and therefore we don't need anything not knowing that the god who created the heavens and the earth is about to take all this stuff away and you're going to see that indeed you are fully and should be fully dependent on the god who created the heavens and the earth so the question was asked earlier, right? Do I believe that we are in the end times? And I, I, my recommendation is go to the Bible, see what the Bible says about the end times, and just kind of see if maybe we're in that season. 
I never say that that we are that we're not. Um, I I mean, it seems like we're in that season. If we are in that season, it's going to be nothing but joy for those who believe and trust and has put their faith in Jesus Christ. So, you know, Jesus says that there are going to be certain things going on in the end times. He also noted that there was going to be some things that we should watch for. And then he says, when you see these things happen, then you know that your redemption is near. It is time to look up because it's almost that time. And as Christians, especially those who read and study the Bible, they can they know per scripture, per prophecy, right, um, how close we are to the end. Um, you know, are there a lot of the prophetic signs that are just coming back to back? Um, are there are there signs that are converging? Are is things starting to speed up? Um, are we starting to see significant things happening in Israel? You know, I mean, there's so many signs that we have to look at and we have to consider and in order to, to see exactly if we are in that season. Me personally, I do believe that we're in that season. Um, but I can't, I don't know how long we have to go. I mean, we could be here for 100 years. I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't put a time on it, but are we in the season? Yeah, we're starting to see some things happen. And uh, for believers, once again, it's exciting. Uh, but for other folks, not not exciting. Um, but for those who are blinded, they can care less because to them, um, they don't know what's going on. And when you don't know what's going on and you're clueless, um, there's really nothing to look out for, nothing to watch for. And this is why Jesus says that they will be caught by surprise. So let's read a little bit about what Jesus says concerning what we should watch out for, right? So let's read a little bit. Let's take a look here. And if we go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, we read that while people are saying there is peace and security. That's interesting, right? Because nowadays that's what you're hearing a lot, right? We want peace and security. Then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. So imagine that. Um, ask your wife or ask someone who's ever, uh, ever gave birth to a child how that feels. Um, and they'll let you know. You know, they'll let you know that the closer and closer they get to that child being born, everything starts to intensify, right? Everything starts to speed up. Um, so, I mean, these are kind of some of the things that you would want to watch out for. I mean, so I would honestly, if I had to answer that question to that gentleman again, I would definitely just go ahead and say that we are in the beginning of birth pains. And I'll tell you why. And I'm going to read it for you, okay? So I'm going to read... Um, we're going to read chapter uh, Matthew. We're going to read Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 8. And it says, it says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, this is Jesus, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Because they were curious, right? They were curious. Hey, when are you, where are you going to return? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. So watch out for the foolery. Watch out for the faith. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. So there's going to be a whole bunch of people saying they're the Messiah. But they're not the true Messiah. They're going to be the fake Messiah. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. Yeah, that's kind of going on right now, right? See that you are not alarmed. So he says, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Uh, for this must take place. So this is something that needs to happen. But the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation. Once again, we're seeing that. Kingdom against kingdom. We're seeing that as well. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. So these famines and earthquakes are going to be taken in various places. It's just not going to be specific to one place. 
all these are but the beginning of birth pains. So I'm going to go ahead and say personally that we are in the beginning of birth pains. Um, and, you know, I think that anyone who has eyes to see and ears to hear reading scripture, I think they can. And, and, and looking out, right, you're looking at this at the news, right? And, and, and none of the news is good, right? All of the news is just pure. It's just bad. It's just a constant reminder that there's, there's a problem with this world, right? There's a sinful problem. And you're looking at it, right? And you're looking at the news and you can see that there's a sin problem. There is a sin problem. There's nothing else but a sin problem. They like to kind of write those things off as, oh, no, there's psychological problems. There's this kind of problem. There's that kind of problem. But no one says there is a sin problem. You know why? Because if you have a sin problem, then the only remedy for that is God. Right? So the only remedy for the sin situation is God, is Jesus Christ himself. And that's why they don't want to talk about the sin problem. They want to talk about all these little things on the side, right? Just kind of just cut, sugar-coated and, and whatever, right? Um, but indeed, yeah, so we're reminded daily that there's a problem. And the only fix is Jesus Christ, but they don't want the fix, right? They want to remove the fix. Um, and basically it's because the enemy wants to see as many people as lost as possible. And basically that's it. I mean, going back, are we in the days of Noah? I think we're in the beginning of birth pains. I can honestly say that, yeah, I mean, it looks like we're living in the days of Noah. And it looks like that we are in that season. Um, I wouldn't put a timestamp on it. All I would say is just continue to read your Bible, pray to God, and uh, reach out to many as possible. Because like I said before in the beginning, right? I said that you can clothe a person one day, and which is good. You can feed them one day. And that's good, right? You could do a little bit here and there for people, and that's always good. That's always great. Um, but if you're feeding them physically, clothing them physically, and you're not giving them the gospel, then you're not doing them any justice. Um, what you want to do is just to make them realize, right, that your goodness, right, and the reason you're treating people so well and so good and so lovingly is because Jesus has treated you so well and so lovingly and because there's a God, a good God, a loving God that loves us and is is wanting us to have the life that he's been wanting us to have because his word says that he has plans that are for good and not plans for evil, okay? So, anyway... This is it for this podcast. I totally appreciate you guys. I'm glad that you guys came out. Hopefully, once again, hopefully you guys are having a blessed weekend. Hopefully, you guys will stay tuned for episode five. I'm not sure what episode five is going to be on, but I'm going to make sure that it's a good one, okay? Alrighty. With that being said, God bless you guys. Met another.